Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. I just want to kind of review last week because a bunch of y'all couldn't be here. And the, the two things that I want you to know about last week is that I believe that God said our word for this year is yes and multiply. Yes and multiply. And in order for those two things to take place, we just have to say yes to whatever God says. We don't have to make the multiplication happen that it's not a magic show that we're doing, but we're just agreeing with God. Whatever God says, we're doing it. That's as simple as it is. And that's is basically, that's as basic as I can make it. Okay, that was, you're welcome for that. And then the title of this little series that we're doing is We Are That Church. And I just want to tell you what that means. What We Are That Church means is we don't want to be just, just another church. And that's not why God put us here, I don't believe. And we do not believe we're better than all the other churches in the world either, by the way. So I hope that y'all don't get that from my heart. But the reason that I think God wanted me and then us to do this is so that we can, now listen to this carefully because this is a novel idea. So we can actually do what he came to do 2,000 years ago. And y'all, for, for two millennia, for, for over 2,000 years now, the church has decided to take its own selfish ambition and make it what religion has become. And I'm drawing the line in the sand today. This isn't about a video that we're about to show, and this isn't about the cool announcement that I get to say. It's much bigger than that. It's about us beginning to do what God said should be done as the church, which is to establish his kingdom on this earth. And we've made the point the church and not him one yes, praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Can everybody hear that? He's the point. Jesus is the point. We're never the point. And my burden for this world is not that they'll know the name of Mark Pangle. Because they can know my name and it ain't going to get very far. But if, if, if what we do together as an army, a family that is an army of God can reach the person that lives beside us and they'll reach the person that lives beside them. The world can know about Jesus and their lives can change because it's not enough to just know about him. It's all about him changing our hearts Amen. and our minds. And so that's what this is all about. And so the second part of our four parts is that we're open-handed. Freely we receive and passionately we give and serve. And it's going to make more sense as we go. But I'm not going to hit this really hard on the front end, but, but I, I wanted you to know that this is who we are. We feel like God has freely distributed himself to us, and our responsibility isn't to do everything as one person, but to do everything that God calls this one person to do, linked together with all of ourselves, each other. And if we'll do that, he's already provided everything that we need. Is anybody with me? So, that leads me to the promise. Everybody say the promise. promise. <sighs> this is where we're going to get a little preach. The promise. A few weeks ago, I was walking 
through this auditorium praying, just walking the aisles, praying over the seats. And it's actually several weeks ago. It was in late September. And while I was praying, God said, look out this back door. And I was like, sweet, that's random. So I opened the back door. I opened this door, bright, sunny out like it is today. And I looked out and God said this verse to me as clearly as I'm here. And I didn't even get the words. I just heard Joshua 1, 3, and then I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on the land I have given you. Now, my immediate reaction to this was, uh, what you talking about, Willis? Right? <laughs> like, it sounds really awesome to say right now. I felt a little bit weird while it was happening, so I called one of my friends, and it freaked him out because he said, bro, I'm not making this up. I promise you, God told me the exact same thing, and he doesn't live here. Because here's what I think is unique about this. If we're God's people, this promise is not for a particular piece of land as much as it is for us to be establishing his kingdom wherever we live, work, and play. So, so the promise for me is tied in with what I'm about to show you because I believe it's on purpose, on time, and what, what all happened is crazy. And if it's just chance, whew, that's a lot of chances that all came together at once. But... This promise is for you where you are if you'll be open-handed with what God gives you and what time you have and what resources you If everything that you have, you are, and you're willing to do is like this and not like this, then the land that you live on that is around you, th this upstate of South Carolina, it's ours for the kingdom's sake. But we get to decide if we're going to try to control it, if we're going to do it our way, or if we'll do it the king's way. That's the whole bottom line. So before I show you this, I want you to see this because this is huge. The word promise in the Hebrew means the spoken word of God or a declaration that is made. A declaration that is made. A promise is not this, this cool thing with this ink pen. With this, it's, it's, a, it's a declaration. And, and in the Bible, every time you see this word, in different, in different translations of the Bible, it doesn't even always say promise. It says the word was spoken, but it's always this Hebrew word. And it just means that God spoke. I don't know if y'all know this about when God spoke. God, I'm about to preach before I'm supposed to. I don't know if y'all know what happened when God spoke, but in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And when he spoke, guess what happened? There was light. Nothing has ever been created that God didn't give the okay for. God speaks it and it's made. And that includes you when he breathed into the dust of the ground. He, he made you in his image. And so here's what I think happens in our lives is we get this idea that God places in our heart and then we think that it's on us to make it happen. If God spoke it, he only needs me to agree or to open my heart up and say, I'm open-handed. None of this is mine in the first place and you want to do it through somebody, so why not me? Phew, I'm preaching a little bit to get started. So, I'm about to get those guys to show you a video, and this is what I want y'all to know. Before we ever even thought about doing a church, and then when we first started praying about planning a church, you got to think through like a million different things, and one of them is where are we going to worship? And we worshiped in Pizza Inn for a year, and it was awesome. God used it. It was amazing. 
And now we go eat pizza buffet at the best buffet in the upstate or around the world. It's amazing. Praise the Lord. And then we moved here a year later with less than 100 people. And we've gone through the motions and all along I thought, God, this doesn't look like what I thought it would look like. And I just feel like if God spoke audibly like I'm speaking right now, he would just pat me on the back and say, you got so much to learn, man. Like you thought you had this idea all whipped when you started when I believe we were obedient. But like we, we tell God what it's going to be, you know. And I don't think God needs me to tell him what it's going to be. I think God needs me to open my heart up and just say, you already got what it's going to be. I'll just follow what you say. And we had this piece of land in mind that we thought, holy cow, that's it. Because I need y'all to know, and it's on this video, but I just got to tell you, I need y'all to know that Highway 101 wasn't where I circled in my life. Like I didn't come here a lot. And we couldn't get it off of our hearts. This was the place. And we knew that a half mile down the road, where Hammett Road, which connects with Reval Road, and Highway 101 was where everything was going to eventually move. Although six years ago, six and a half years ago, there wasn't a lot over here, if y'all remember. It was pretty much cows. But when I talked to a realtor the other day, he told me that we are convinced beyond a doubt that this is the next Reval Road. I'm sorry, Reval Road, that was pretty funny. That this is the next Woodruff Road and that everything's moving here. And if people can tie this up, it's crazy for what it's gonna look like in 10, 15, and 20 years from now. Do y'all know that I just believe that God isn't surprised by that and that before I was born, he probably knew that in 2030 that was gonna be happening, in 2025 that was gonna be happening and he destined us with this. That God does not need me to sell you on why this is a good idea. God's already made the good idea take place. So I'm excited to show y'all this today because let me just tell y'all something. This is ours. God has given us this land. This is ours. I'm about to shout. So I want y'all to see this three-minute video, and I'm going to try not to throw something while we show it. So y'all watch this. In the fall of 2011, God placed in our heart to plant a church here on Highway 101. But the reality was we didn't have the money, we didn't have the means, we didn't have the idea, we didn't really know what to do. But as we drove around and we prayed, y'all, we drove to Hendersonville, we drove to Charleston, we drove really all over the Southeast and we prayed about all around the world and God kept taking us to Highway 101, kept taking us right here. And here's the reality, is I'm standing on the piece of land that we said, if we could pick a place, this would be the place. Back in the fall, I was praying in the auditorium and just going through, and I heard the Lord say, look out the back door. And as soon as I did, I heard him say, Joshua 1:3. just as I promised Moses, I promise you, the land that you're standing on is yours. And so I, I had these things rush through my mind because that's what we do, right? We, we start thinking, well, is this building ours? Is this ours? And then a series of events began to take place where God started opening doors. And we're going to share the details with you about how God opened doors. But to say that this is our promised land would be an understatement. Y'all, this place is a dream come true. 
but God has orchestrated every single thing that has taken place up till this time. I'm, I'm so blown away and so excited about what we believe is God's promise to us that six years ago when he planted a seed with us, and honestly, we didn't even know what we were doing. We had no idea where to go, but when God planted the seed in us for this to be our place, we believe now that this is going to be the place that God births out and changes the community. That it's not this building that we'll build that's gonna change the community, it's you that will be in this building. But I believe that this is given to us. And so here's what we're asking you to do. Over the next several weeks, we're asking you to pray. And what we ask you to pray is, what would you have me do, Lord, to make this promise come true? Because this is what I believe. God has given us this land, but it comes at a cost. And it's our obedience, bringing our obedience to the table. I believe everything we need is already in the house. And that God is giving us this, and y'all, the news gets better. Because once we pay this land off, we will begin to build a building immediately. And we're going to be in this thing sooner rather than later. So we believe with all of our hearts that I'm standing on the Joshua 1-3 land. That this is the land that God has promised us. That the dream that he put in us six and a half years ago wasn't a dream, wasn't a pipe dream that is impossible because with God all things are possible. It was something that was already ours. We just had to mature and develop into receiving our inheritance in Christ Jesus. And this is all of ours. This isn't the pastors. This isn't just the leaders. This is all of ours. And we're so excited to claim it with you in Jesus' name. So will you join us in this promise and let's change the world together. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. I've driven, um, it takes me about two minutes longer to get home if I go home Reval Road. And so if I'm in town, I've, since um, this happened and, and we, sort, we had an um, agreement in place to move forward, I've driven by there and I've parked every day. I've, I've gone in, into there and I've, I've just parked my van and I've just prayed and thanked the Lord. Because I, I just want y'all to know, I've never one time gone in there and said, okay, God, now you make this happen. I just, I just go in there with a thankful heart and say, I don't understand, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. While I was praying this morning, I felt like God told me to change directions a little bit, and so I'm going to do it. Is that all right with y'all? I'm going to share a, a verse that I've shared um, the last couple times that I've preached, and it's 2 Corinthians 1. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. Y'all say yes and no. Yes. Like us is what I'll say with that. He's the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, Jesus is God's ultimate yes. He always does what he says. Let me stop there. This is what I got to sit for a minute. While I was praying the Lord reminded me first of what happened on Thursday morning. So let me tell you, I had a lot going on and was going to share this vision. And um, I don't know if y'all are like me in this way, but when there's a lot on your mind, you just start racing 
and there's like a million things going through your mind and you start trying to fill in all the gaps and trying to make sure everything's good and what will they think about this and what will they think about this and as God is my witness, I was at mile marker 68 on 85 North, or I'm at 85 South, excuse me, mile marker 68, I can, I can see it flash through my mind as the Lord spoke this into my, my heart. He said this, all this stuff's great that you got to tell them, but you forgot the one thing. I'm the promise. And I just, honest to God, I just said, forgive me, Lord, because you're right. Because it's awesome to get up and get excited and throw something at y'all, and I feel like doing it. I'm so excited because I know that this is much bigger than this January date, right? That, that we're beginning to step into what God has called us to be. That everything we've done up till now is exciting and awesome, but it's just the foundation of what God's going to do. And all those things are awesome, except if we miss Jesus. Yes. And he said, don't, don't forget, I'm the point. I'm the point. Please never, ever, ever miss that I'm the point. And I just asked the Lord to forgive me. And this morning when I was praying, this is what I just believe the Lord just downloaded on me. You know, whenever, um, I don't know if y'all remember growing up and like you try to outdo each other. Maybe this is us now, but I'm just trying to make myself feel better and feel like it was when I was growing up, right? But, but you, you dare each other to do more and then you promise that you can do whatever. So I can, I can jump over those three barrels. None of y'all remember this. So y'all might not be competitive like I was. I promise we can do this. And and so we always add a promise. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? We always add a promise what we can do. Yes is not enough. Are y'all with me? Here's what I realized. And I don't think I'm going out on a big limb theologically or, or in belief system. I, I think this is what the Bible says. That I've got to be careful when I'm doing that because the word promise, I don't care what the English dictionary says. Whenever I try to add, listen to this, try to add something to the side of my truth to make sure that you believe it, I step into danger zone in my life. Because what I'm actually doing is what Jesus had a conversation with the Pharisees in John chapter 8 about. He said, y'all are all about this religion and it's awesome, whatever, but you're all about your father, the devil. John chapter 8 says that, I think it's verse 36, that he's the father of all lies, but that God is all truth all the time, 844. And, and then stuff started rushing to my mind. John chapter 14, verse 6, I'm the way, the and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that, that we can know the truth and the truth can set us free. But here's the tension with, with truth. Here's the tension with promise. And this is what we do, y'all. We love to pride ourselves. A lot of us love to pride ourselves on being honest, right? Because if we're honest, then people can know they can come to us and they'll hear the truth. But even if we just add this much to the truth, then we fall in the way of religion. We fall in the way of, of the world's currency. This is the way the world wants you to know. That if you're right about something, you can keep on and keep on and keep on and tell people, I promise, I promise, I promise. But that's never been our responsibility. It's only to show Jesus and to speak his truth and not try to add things to what he is, but just simply show it and then live it and then let it hit deep down in our soul. And all the promises of God are yes and amen if we'll be that. 
But the issue is that feels uncomfortable because I should have to add to it and I should have to manipulate my way to it. So, so we say we're open-handed, but in reality, we close our fists up, we put it in our pocket, and we try to live our own way. And, and I, God just told me this this morning, so this isn't on the notes. Every single day of our lives, we break the third commandment when we do that. That we take the Lord's name in vain by taking promises and by saying we're telling the truth. But as soon as a, a Christ follower begins to lie, begins to stretch a little bit, what we're actually doing is taking God's name and ruining it to society. Why does this world not want what we got? Because we got the truth and we have to manipulate our way for people to believe it. Can I just be honest with y'all today? I know what he said to me and I don't have to talk anybody in for it to be true. God's promises are always yes and amen. And if he said it, it's already done. But it's uncomfortable. Because I want y'all to like it, and I want y'all to agree with it, and I want y'all to be excited about it and amen it and feel good about it. And that's why even as a pastor, this is real raw, <laughs> and I got a pastor buddy in here that I could throw this at and he could, he could catch it, who stood on stages many times in crowds this big or bigger. So he'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes we're the world's worst. Because it's so easy to get excited about what God said in his word and then in our hearts and then say, well, if that's true, I got to add to it so you'll do what I need you to do. But I'm just telling y'all this, with boldness in my heart, if God said it, I don't need to add to it. And so I'm not. I'm choosing to not. I'm going to teach you a principle but I want you to do what God puts on your heart. Because if I manipulate you in any way to take part in this, I believe we'll pay this off. Listen to me carefully. I believe we can do it our way and we can pay this off and we can grind and, and bite our teeth and work and, and, and get after it and do what we've always seen done. We can do a capital campaign. We've always seen it done. We can do anything else and we've always seen it done. Or God can work on your heart. I can give you the information, get out of the way and say, all right, God, you do it. And I just choose to do the latter. Amen. And if I look like a Fulio Iglesias, <laughs> then so be it. But I believe it's God's way because all of God's promises have been fulfilled. Everybody say this. In Christ. Sorry, I went too far. All of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. And I'm in Christ. And I'm walking in his promise. And I don't have to manipulate my way through it. With a resounding, now you can say it. Yes. Which I did saying that yes is the word of the year seems a little bit weird. So I just didn't come up with it. Because I really think that's God's word for every day of our lives. Every second. Forever. We've just tried to figure it out. Golly. This isn't ADD. I really think this is the Holy Spirit. Do y'all not get tired of praying, God, will you help me prayers? Can anyone talk to me in here? Do y'all not get worn down by life and by the way that we've been taught through tradition that we got to pray and beg God for stuff? Are y'all not with me today? I just don't believe that's the way it's got to be. I just believe, ooh, 
that we got to go with what he's got for us and not what we've got for us. And that's just different than we've been taught. God, help me. I don't know what to do next. And just, just say yes and just go with me. And here's the deal. It's going to stink sometimes. It's going to be real, real, real hard. Jesus said in this world you'll face trials and tribulations of many kind, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So if we think that we get to go through life and it's all fun and games and roses and it's never difficult, we've missed the mark. That does not mean that when it gets difficult, we don't go to God. It just means that we always think of him first. And we say, I don't get this, God. I would not have chosen this, but yes and amen, I'll do what you said. If you've called me to this, you've already seen me through it. So, so I'm walking with you through this whole thing because all the promises of God, meaning everything you've ever spoken, everything you'll ever speak, everything's already done. I just have to be in your will. Period. Is it awkward in here a little bit? Do y'all feel tension? I can't tell. <laughs> and through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to glory. Remember, it's God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. If I try to do this on my own, no matter how good my intentions are, I will fall on my face every time. It is not by my own power. It's not even through my words, through this microphone. Even though I believe that we should celebrate and exercise the gifts that God has given us, never ever should that be elevated above Christ himself. And it's when a group of people get together and say, no, it's, it's really about him that the world begins to shift. It's not about how many people have you talked to this week. It's not about how much better we are. It's not about how, much, how, many, how many more things we're a part of. It's about do we do what he said to do, period. Are we really open-handed? Because that sounds good on a paper, but like really, truly, are we trying to control the narrative of this situation? Because as soon as we try to control it, we get to work the rest of our lives. And that's how I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and have no idea if I'm right or not, because all percentages are made up on the spot anyway, right? So <laughs> I feel like probably 95% or more of us feel that way today in our hearts. I'm, I'm making this happen. You don't have to. And I don't know what yours is, but I know together God is ready to see a work done that, that has not been seen, I believe, ever in this world. Jesus didn't come just to do another thing. He came because it was God's plan to, to save the world. It's not God's will that anyone should perish. So why not us? Why not us? Why can't we be the ones that are not about religion, but about a true relationship with Christ Jesus? By placing his Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that, what's that word? Guarantees. I got to preach a little bit right now. Because I've been battling this in my heart. Because every time that I try to waver and manipulate, I've decided in my heart that I don't really believe the guarantee is for me. Like, the guarantee sounds good, Pastor, but that ain't really for me. You might be right. I can tell you who the guarantee is for. Everybody that's truly followed Jesus. Everybody that has repented because the kingdom of heaven is here. Everybody that has said, I want to be a part of what God has called us to. And I believe this right now is what God has called us to.
as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Y'all, I'm just telling you, I got, I, this was supposed to be like the opener. And then I was going to preach to you on seed today. As long as the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest. And, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that's on your offering envelopes, by the way, in front of you. God loves a cheerful giver. And one day soon, I'm going to preach that because I believe that it is, listen, the way that the kingdom works, that, that we all think that investment should be 401k, but I believe that God's way is different. And the way true investment works is through seed. And, and I'm not going to preach it, but I just got to tell you why I'm saying it. Tied in with this. For three years, I've kept this rock on my desk. And it's actually just a chunk of concrete, if I can be real with y'all, because y'all can see the smooth side and y'all can see. But my friend Tabner Smith is a pastor in um, Chattanooga. And when he moved to Chattanooga five years ago, he saw this old Sam's building and he knew in his heart that was where God said they were to be. So they didn't have anybody in the church at the time, y'all, and the realtor that he was riding around with started laughing at him and said, you need to have realistic expectations. And Tabner looked at him and now in the meantime, I've met this realtor and he just... He beams. By the way, he's not a Christ follower, so what a testimony. And says, that dude really believed it. And so three years ago, I just told him, I said, Matthew 18, 19, I'm, gonna agree, I'm agreeing with you that God said this. And I'm going to put this rock on my desk, and every time I see it, I'm not going to say, God, please make it happen. I'm going to say, thank you, God. If you said it, it's been guaranteed and it's promised. And so we're just going to agree together. And on Christmas Eve, they worshiped in that building for the very first time. Come on, somebody. I'm excited. The end of this month, the end of this month on a Friday night, the 26th, Lee and I get to go celebrate in their grand opening and be back on Sunday to celebrate with y'all two weeks from now. But this is what we decided to do as a family. Just because it's meant something to my heart, we made every family some promised land. <laughs> we got shovels. We sifted it, y'all. If y'all could have seen us, we had the most jacked up system you've ever seen. <laughs> Trying to sift the best we could to get the rocks out of it. And, and Austin went over and got a bucket full of dirt. And we got these one ounce jars. And this really is dirt from the land over there. And, and here's why we did it. Not so that you can see it and go, oh God, please make it happen. Because I'm asking you not to pray that because I believe in my heart that it's already done. I'm asking y'all to say, thank you, God, you've made it happen. And every time you see it, put it on your desk or, or, or in your kitchen when you're getting ready in the morning in your bathroom, somewhere that you can see it. And every time you see it, thank you, God, for making this done. Because I don't believe God wants to build us a building and give us land so that we can celebrate having a building. Can y'all hear my heart for a second? I, I'm excited about that. But I'm more excited that our grandchildren and their children after that are going to have a place where they can find and follow Jesus. Amen. That this isn't about what we accomplish in the next 30 years. 
in the next 20 years or in the next two years, because I'm believing, I just want y'all to know that we're going to be worshiping in there before 2020. Come on, somebody. I believe it. But I want y'all to hear this. If we are or if we are not, it ain't about that. And we'll celebrate. We'll do fake cartwheels because I can't really do a full one. And we'll do whatever. We'll do whatever it looks like. But I'm, I'm telling y'all in my heart, this is what I believe. That what God wants to do is unique and different to where in your neighborhoods, in your workplaces, people see what it means to find and follow Jesus to walk with him, to see their homes change, to see the difference that can be in our hearts and not just another religious group of people that get together and if they don't show up, they're bad and if they do show up, that they're good and if they give a certain amount of money, they're good and if they don't, they're bad but, but we say yes to God in all things and we follow him in all ways and, and, and then the things of this world start, I'm just going to sing the song, go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace because we've turned our eyes upon Jesus. So I can give you stats and you're going to get a book with all the information in it. And they did, Austin did such a great job making this and the people that helped him. It's so good and it's detailed and it's got all the info in it. And each family, you're going to get one of these. And I could go through stats and I could tell you all this stuff, but I know that's not what I'm supposed to do. I just feel really moved by the Lord to tell you this. I could give you ways that you can save money over the next three months and, and, and all this stuff. But God's got something bigger in mind. I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if it's 550 people. I don't know who it is, but God's already moved. And I'm just asking you to say yes. Because we're drawing the line in the sand that it's not about us, but it's about our future generations tied to Jesus Christ. That our promises are already fulfilled in him. And so this is, the, this is it. For you to be open-handed, this is what it looks like. No longer will I try to control every narrative, everything, every situation of my life. But God, when you say move, I'll move. When you say go, I'll go. And my yes is your yes. And I can tell you this, with every ounce of my being, I believe we'll begin to see things open that we could never see otherwise. Y'all, I could tell you stories. We could be here all day about when God called us to do a financial exact thing. Clean out your checking and, and savings account. When I'm telling you, it was not a good idea. <laughs> say amen. Every single time, I'm telling you, every single time, without fail, God has done exactly what we needed. I did not say that he surplused us and we got three times back. I didn't say that. I said we got exactly what we needed and he moved in an unbelievable way. That's the truth. And I believe for some of you, that's the case. And so here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm just asking you to lock in with us and agree and say yes and watch God do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think. And we'll look back on this day and we'll say that was the day that we drew the line in the sand and said, not today, devil. Not today, Satan. We're not playing the same game that we've been playing forever. 
we're locking up with the one that can make it all happen because he's way better at it than we ever thought about being. And to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think, we give all the glory to him. So in just a minute, we're going to sing another one of my favorite songs. Shannon picked the doozies today for us. And this is what I want y'all to do. I just want you to be in a spirit of prayer and celebrate the Lord and ask him this over the next couple months. What's my yes? God, thank you for being awesome and thank you for making yourself available for us because way more important than a piece of land will ever be is the fact that Jesus came and died and lived and rose again to take the place of our sin so that we could have life in Jesus' name. And today, God, what we're drawing the line in the sand is that we're not going to be about how we do what we do, but we're going to be about the message of the kingdom, which is to establish your vision, your mission, and your culture on this earth. And God, I believe it's much bigger than just a community. I believe if we ever do it, that true multiplication is going to take place. And so, God, I thank you for what you're doing, but I thank you even more for how you're going to do it. It's your way, and it's far greater. And so, Jesus, we love you and we trust you. We don't know what it looks like, but we know it's a yes. And so we just say yes to you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Y'all stand and sing with us.